I was hoping that I would get your yawn in the recording. <laughs> well, you didn't. And so with that, I'm going to say, hey, guys, what's up? And welcome to another episode. So, yeah, welcome to another episode of Internationally. I've internationally acclaimed podcast. Oh, You're gonna Lord. die, bitch. Oh yeah, because yeah. somebody in Germany is listening. To <laughs> hey guys, um, if you're if the you're... German listener, hit us up. We'd yeah. love to know who you are. We just want to know who you are <laughs> because I could not think of anybody that it could be. I have an idea of potentially one person that it could be, and that's literally it. Oh, okay. Well, in case you're confused about what we're talking about, Megan was looking at statistics for who's been listening to us, and it is all USA except for like 1% listener in Germany. Less than 1%. <laughs> oh, so not even a whole person um, <laughs> is listening to us over in Germany. So thanks, girl, thanks. or guy, or they. Danke? Is that thank you in German? Girl, I don't fucking know. I'm pretty sure it's Doctor or something uh, like that. My, my, isn't that bless you? Yes. <laughs> okay. But I meant it in the bless you way, not like bless oh, you because you sneezed. Yeah, context is so important. <laughs> All right. So. Um. So what's up? How are you? <laughs> um. I'm fine. I am really busy. And there's just a lot going on. How are you? I'm good. Also, I just thought of something that I want to take this opportunity to clear the air on. Um, So I was listening to last week's episode on my drive to work um, earlier this week. And I noticed that every time, like, something was happening with your mic in which every time we would both laugh, you couldn't hear you at all. I noticed so that, too. It just sounded like I was <laughs> laughing at myself by myself. I noticed and I was like, too. I was like, this is embarrassing, and I'm not going to stand for this. So I need you to know every time there was prolonged laughter from me last week, we were both <laughs> laughing, okay? I'm not like a maniac that just like says something that makes only me laugh for like 10 full seconds. Like I was like getting pissed listening to it. I was like, what the fuck? This I was, was sitting funny. there like, I know I laughed at this. Why can, did I not laugh at like, I, I was kind of, it was kind of gaslighting me. <laughs> yeah. I was pissed. I was like, okay, well I'm going to have to say something about this next time. Um, well, so that was me. That yeah, I was very vulnerable and brave just then, so. <laughs> brave space. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So what are we talking about this week, Nathan? Oh, honey, we are talking <laughs> about freaking Jeepers Creepers. The best. If I said that weirdly, it's because I almost sang the title and then I was like, no, you've, you've done that enough already. Um <laughs> But yeah, we're talking about Jeepers Creepers. See, there you go. Um, so basically, this movie. I'm just gonna jump right into the background. I don't know what else to say before we do that. So I'll say something really quick. Okay. I love this movie. Well, we do that after I give the background. Though. I know, but like, I feel like we do need to say that this is like. I think we touched on it last week. This is a, a kind of a movie staple in our house. This and the sequel. So Yeah, the sequel more so. But yes. like this one, it's great. I just like had a renaissance of this movie about a year or two ago in which I wanted to watch it with my friends. So I made my friends watch it. And then I tried to make a few other friends watch it like individually with me. Um, It didn't really work that well, but very good movie. <laughs> Who didn't like it? Uh, well, they they did not like it, but my friend Rose, I was trying to get them to watch it with me a bunch, and wow. she, like, wouldn't, and then I was, I don't know, that's the end of the story. It's not that oh. interesting. <laughs> well, you missed out, Rose. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm okay. sure, I'm sure after this, they'll want to listen to it. Um, but anyway, jumping into the background... Um, the film was released in 2001. Why are you doing that? And it, <laughs> it was written and directed by Victor Selva. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, 
written and directed by Victor Salva. Uh, I can't lie to you. I didn't really look up anything else that he's been involved in, but <laughs> I, I have a theory that if I, um, if I talk for long enough, I will be able to pull up his IMDb page and, Actually, you know, I can tell you something about list, him. list things that I know. And I pulled it up. Okay. So here we we're here. Um, he wrote something called Rites of Passage and wrote something called Clown House. Um, what do you know about him? Because this IMDb page ain't shit. Um, I know that he has been convicted of sexual misconduct as well oh. as possession of child pornography or child sexually abusive material to use the correct term. Um, oh. Got sentenced to three years in state prison, which is no, not enough because it never is. Um and this all actually happened prior to Jeepers Creepers. He completed his parole in 1992. That's gross. I know, right? It kind of, not going to lie, it was a big bummer. It was, it was a big yeah. bummer. Um, but he didn't really do much else other than Jeepers Creepers 2 and the third one. That's Nothing such like a bummer. That makes well me known. hate that I like this movie. I know. It made me feel really yucky, too. Um, well, I apologize to everyone for that. And also we're going to put a trigger warning in the um, description for this episode um, just in case, but damn, hate that. Hate him. Sorry. No, it's, it's his fault. Not yours. Love this um, movie. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not good because of him. Right. So, but yeah, so it's directed by nasty, gross fuck. Um, and it stars Justin Long and Gina Phillips and Mrs. Dabney from Good Luck Charlie. Um, <laughs> did you know that's who that is? Wait, who is that? The psychic bitch. Oh, okay. I have somebody else to bring up. But no, I did not realize that's who that was. Yeah, that's Mrs. Dabney, the You're legend. You're probably not going to get my reference. That I probably up. not, but that's okay. Um... <laughs> Okay, so it was named after the 1938 song, which if you've seen the movie, you know the song. But if you haven't seen the movie, you don't know the song. <clears throat> Jeepers, creepers, oh where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, <laughs> where'd you get those eyes? So that's the song. Um, it was executive produced by Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know who that is or what their relevance is, but I Are know a lot of film me? people do. Um, I'm not. You so. don't know who Francis Ford Coppola is. I know. He's got a famous name. Oh my God, Nathan. You okay. tell me. Go ahead. If you're making a big stink about it, who is it? I am going to make a big stink about it because he fucking made The Godfather. Mm, don't care about that movie. Okay, uh, what about The Outsiders? Um, Bram Watch Stoker's Dracula. Don't care um, about that either. He is also Sofia Coppola's d dad. Okay, Nepo baby. Do you know who that is? Yes, I know who that is. I referenced her last week. Okay, I thought you did, but I couldn't remember. Um, no, he's just very, very well... Very well known, but it's fine. Whatever. You that bros care about, and I don't. And that's okay. I've never even seen The Godfather, but I still know who that is. Oh, well, I've never seen it, and I knew it, his name was famous, but um, that's why I put it in the background notes, because I knew that was a famous name, but don't didn't really know his relevance. And now even knowing it, I don't really feel changed, so... <laughs> Okay, fine, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so the movie grossed $59 million internationally on a $10 million budget. And it was supposed to be a much higher budget than that. But then, like, randomly a few days before filming, the studio was like, fuck you, bitch. We just slashed your budget, by the way. Um, and so they had to, like, change a bunch of stuff. Um, I remember reading they had to cut, like, 20 pages from the script uh, that included a sequence in which uh, Derry, Justin Long's character, um, kind of stole the creeper's truck thing and like commandeered it and like drove it into something. There was a big explosion, like blah, 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 that kind of thing. That all got cut. Um, 
And it also didn't even have an official premiere because MGM was like, this movie probably ain't shit and isn't going to do that well. So fake. Um, And then that's not what happened, actually. Um, And then the last thing I have written is this movie is not based on a true story, obviously. Um, But a very specific part in the movie is like is based on a true story. And that is of um, Dennis Depew, who is a former Michigan property assessor, and he murdered his wife and witnesses saw him near an old schoolhouse with a bloody sheet as in the film that the creeper does the same thing as well. Um, And the two witnesses also recalled that Depew sped past them in a van and eventually tailed them and rode their bumper for several miles. So like basically the entire sequence that happens with Derry and Trish, it was based on a real thing that happened with a real guy. Did you know that he went missing and they never found him? um, Probably because creeper freaking got him. (laughs) Probably. And was like, Hey, (laughs) thanks for the inspo. Going to eat you now. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so before we get into recapping this movie for you, let's talk about what we think because our opinions help our opinions matter and our voices deserve to be heard. Okay. So go ahead, Megan. Um, I love this movie. Um, oh, sorry. Ah. Uh... All right, I have to acknowledge it. Nathan pointed out that I use the word um a lot at the beginning of my sentences, so I'm actively trying not to do that. So when you hear me inevitably making weird noises, it's me trying not to say um and probably failing. It's okay. You're trying your best, and that's all we can ask of you. Exactly. Anyway, I really love this movie. It was one of my first... It kind of came along with House of Wax when I... as It was like when I just got really into scary movies randomly. Mm. and I just have never stopped loving it. I do love the sequel a lot more, but this one I still think is just really great, and I actually didn't know the budget thing, which that's kind of awesome, and like I kind of love that it's just a big fuck you to MGM. Yeah. <laughs> True. What about you? Um, I also really love this movie. There's a lot of... This was also one of the horror movies that I was really into as a kid, Um this one as well as the sequel as we talked about like a million times were a thing that like our whole family came together for which is like never really happened with movies because like we all kind of have different tastes i think Mm -hmm. um especially our dad uh because this really doesn't seem like it would be his jam but like every time it's on we all watch it um but yeah so very big staple of the childhood i think as a movie it still stands up like 22 years later. Oh my God. 22 years. Oh my God. Next year he's going to feed. I was just, I looked that up during the movie. Oh shit. (laughs) Um, okay. Sorry. Just had to discuss that. Um, but 22 years later, it still stands up because I think there are certain movies from the nineties or even like this one, like early two thousands, that you're watching it 20 years later and you're like, oh, those graphics look shitty. That violence looks fake. Like the acting's not great. Cinematography sucks, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think this is one of them. I think this is one of the ones that stands up really well. And it's one of those movies that is really scary without being overtly scary, which I I really love. Um, The thing that I noticed, I think for the first time while watching it, this time around was I really loved that you don't see him until like 30 to 40 minutes. Yes. And I don't think I ever noticed that before. I didn't either. But like, if you had never seen this movie and you knew nothing about what it was about, there's a very good chance that you could just think he was a serial killer for the first 40 minutes and then see him and be like, what the fuck? Um, Which I really enjoy. But yeah, I'm not typically huge on like creature features, but this is a really good one. And I'm really glad that we watched it this week. Me too. You want to talk about it? Yar. <laughs> so, Jeepers Creepers. So we start with two, we eventually find out our siblings uh, <laughs> driving home. It's like spring break or some school holiday. They are taking the long way because 
the sister we're pretty sure broke up with her boyfriend the brother is asking her like did you she won't confirm it his name is Derry. her name is trish they are very siblingy oh yeah just fighting constantly constantly but in a way that like they can still be besties like two minutes later a lot of the stuff that they did reminded me of us but we are nowhere near that like out of control bickering with each other yeah so they're driving home, they're driving, they see an RV ahead of them. They're playing this weird, do you know what the what the uh, object of their license plate game is? I think it's just them, like, whoever can figure out what the vanity plate means first, and then okay. they keep score off of that. Okay. I was, like, trying to figure out the rules. So they pass the RV because it's going really slow, then the RV turns off the road, then... This old beater truck van hybrid, like, just roars up behind them. And it's just riding their ass and honking the horn in this really repetitive, creepy sound. I put that horn is terrifying. Yeah. And anyway, he, like, won't get off their ass and dairy um finally lets him pass so he like swerves off the road as the van passes them there is a a license plate that says beating you so b-e-a-t-n-g-u yar um and so this makes trish be like hey this reminds me of kenny and darla which at first you're like who the fuck is that but don't worry they explain it um (laughs) so the basically the the lore of kenny and darla and their little town is that um, they were drunk driving on prom night and their bodies were never recovered. Only the vehicle was. And um, when Trish says that, Derry's like, oh no, their bodies were recovered. They just couldn't find her head or him. And then he, she's like, even still, like it's the same highway they went missing on. He might've been the killer, blah, blah, blah. And then Derry's like, nah, it's just like the generational cautionary tar- tale of drinking and driving. Like, don't worry about it. Um, so they stop to pee and then they get back on the road and they're bickering about their mom and Trisha's like, mom seems different. And it's really <laughs> like unnecessary. That whole plot line goes nowhere. Uh, yeah. That, it's really unnecessary. Um, and so then they're driving past this old, like rundown, really beat down church and they see the truck and the driver is outside the truck with his face covered. He's wearing a hat, a long trench coat. You can't see shit. Um, that is iconic true but they notice that he's dumping things down like a pipe and as they get closer they see that it's a suspiciously body shaped something wrapped in a bloody sheet um and they're no like, nathan the it's fuck? a sheet with red stains on it mm, right um and they're like what the fuck and then as they're passing the guy who is driving the truck throws the body down and looks over and makes eye contact with them as they're driving away. So he saw them. Um, and so after they've driven away, the two are like, well, what the hell was that? That was creepy. Like, oh my gosh. And then Trish is like, you, we got to get out of here. And Jerry's like, okay, grab my cell phone for my bag. As she's grabbing the cell phone, the van is now pulling out of the church and begins to fucking high tail it on their asses very clearly chasing them he's like bumping the back of their car going crazy on him clearly trying to run them off the road um Derry's cell phone doesn't work um it's not charged and they can't get the charger port to work that's important for why they're not using a phone later um and so Derry has a plan and he's like hold on and then he randomly at like out of nowhere veers the car off the road smashes through a fence old ass truck van goes barreling down the road, doesn't turn around. Um, So, wow. What an opening, right? (laughs) I will say a lot of what you just said reminded me of the things that did date the movie. Like the car charger being one that you have to plug into the lighter when cars still had lighters. Yeah, I forgot Um, about that. And... I think Trish also calls it a portable phone at one point, which just she does. Made me laugh. <laughs> She's like, "What's the point in having a portable phone if you can't yes. use it?" And I was like, "Not portable phone, girl." I loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the opening did a really good job to kind of like 
introduce us to their relationship because if all of that didn't happen you'd probably spend a good chunk of the movie being like damn why are they like bullying each other all the time like yeah because they're kind of dicks to each other yeah and not in a funny way yeah i did appreciate it was there was one moment where i was like oh my god this is so sibling core where um they like get in a fight and they start insulting each other back and forth and then Derry says something and she's like haha you you use the words but and ass you repeated I get a point so it's like everything is a game to them yeah and it's like even when they're fighting they're still like having fun and keeping score yeah which is kind of interesting that that feels very sibling because like they were fighting and suddenly she's like haha bitch I get a point now like and it's like no longer relevant which is just so sibling in general. I also, they did include this little element in the car ride before the truck even comes up on them. Trish mentions that she used to imagine that she would die on the road that they're driving on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that was in the synopsis, but then I edited it out because she, like, she doesn't. So I was like, hmm. Yeah, but you don't know that. I mean, we yep. do, but. Yeah, but that I would have brought that up if she did end up doing that but then that kind of seems like a foreshadowing that goes nowhere you know fine like so many (laughs) other things in this movie (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) um okay so back to the plot um so Derry fucked the car up when he like veered off the road and busted through the fence so he fixed it up and he suddenly wants to be a hero and he's like dude we gotta go back and trish is like bro fuck you and he's like that person down there could still be alive like wouldn't you want someone to come back if it was you? And so that really gets to her and she's like, fuck, okay. So they go back to the church. There's a bunch of creepy little crows being loud as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they go up to the pipe, smells like shit. Derry's like shining a flashlight down there, like um, calling out. They're about to walk away and you hear like the faintest, faintest, faintest noise. Like if you're like breathing too loud, you won't hear it. Mm-hmm. But um, then he freaks out. He's like, oh, fuck, like, someone's down there. We have to help them. So he climbs into the pipe, which is fucking nasty. I would never do that. So fucking dumb. And so he's like, climbs into the pipe, makes Trish hold his feet, and he's shining the light, and he's like, I see something, I see something. And then it's fucking rats all up in the pipe. And then his dumb ass starts kicking and fucking flailing Mm -hmm. his feet while that's what she has to hold on to him by. And so he's kicking and flailing so fucking much that she, like, loses grip of him, and he falls down, and then he blames it on her. I'm like, okay, stupid ass. You were the one <laughs> kicking. Like, that's your fault, bitch. Um, so basically, he's down there. Um, there's this really corny, cheesy, like, shot of him falling in slow motion that kind of looks like they filmed it of him just, like, backing up against a wall. Um, but it's whatever. Uh, and so <laughs> he, like, finally gets his footing while he's down there. And he's, like, looking around. And he sees one of the bodies in the like bloody covered sheet that was thrown down the pipe and he like starts to freak out this whole time trish is yelling down to him being kind of obnoxious and he's also being obnoxious by not answering her um so he goes to look at the sheet to see if the person's alive he like gives him a little kick they're not moving and so he turns to yell something up to trish when all of a sudden a hand shoots out of the sheet and grabs his leg it's kind of freaky um the person starts freaking out in the she and then Derry uncovers his face and it's a boy and he's like kind of looks about the same age as Derry. His face is blue. He's clearly on the brink of death. Um, and he starts like pointing downward to his stomach and Derry opens the sheet and sees that his stomach has been opened up and sewn back together Ooh. like haphazardly, which is really gross. Uh-huh. Um, the guy starts to like try to say something to him. Uh, and Derry's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? And he's trying to say it one more time. And he leans in to hear him better. And then he leans back and the guy's dead. Um, so he never got a chance to hear what the dude was saying. So Derry obviously freaks out, goes back to the pipe and tells Trish that she needs to get back to the road and try to flag someone down and that he's going to find a way out. And then he's like, if you see that fucking van, you need to <laughs> hightail it over to this pipe and let me know. Um, So basically she goes and is sitting by the road waiting for help to come, someone that she can flag down um, while he's heading further into the basement because he's like, you know, this is probably the basement to the church. I can find a way out of here. I just have to get to it. Um, And so he's seeing a bunch more bodies wrapped in sheets 
and there's an opening into another room and he's like looking at a bunch of little like weird instruments and tools and like bottles and shit and he's going to tie a shoe and something's dripping and he's like um hello and so he looks upward and shines his flashlight and like all over the ceiling and all over the walls there are bodies like sewn into the ceilings and the walls they're all stitched together really fucking nasty not sure what the liquid is or where it's coming from but i I know i don't want to think about that anymore actually (laughs) um so he freaks out and then he's like making his way through the little cave and then he sees two bodies that are sewn together in the corner of the room. And so Derry goes over and sees on the guy's finger, it's a guy and a girl. He sees on the guy's finger a um, class ring that says Wheaton Valley High, which is basically confirming that this is Kenny and Darla, the story of the two missing people that um, went missing and were supposedly drunk driving on prom night. And he was right because she don't have a head. Um, so <laughs> he was on to something there. No, she did. He had sewed it back on. Oh, well, later on in the movie, he says she doesn't have a head. So he was saying they weren't lying. They found her without her head. And he's like, but he did. Well, her they the never found her. Sew it back on or something. Okay. It's not that important. Keep going. <laughs> so back to Trish. She is standing on the highway waiting for somebody to drive by. She's not looking in both directions. So at one point she's just staring off in the same direction for a weird amount of time. And of course, in that amount of time, a truck appears coming the other way. Uh, We think it is the Jeepers Creepers truck. She thinks it is the Jeepers Creepers truck. And she like runs into the, their car, tries to start it. It won't start. And then the car, the truck passes and it's just a truck with hay in it. So right after she's like, okay, it wasn't him. I'm good. Someone knocks on her window and they don't knock. They like put both their hands against it. And it's Derry who has somehow escaped the church basement. So they start driving and Derry's like not speaking. Like he won't say a lot. Uh, he says that they that he saw Kenny and Darla, that the stories were true. He says we need to go call somebody and get help. They pull into this little diner and <clears throat> excuse me. And eventually you see the they're like arguing or whatever, and then the van goes by going back towards the church. So they fucking hightail it into that diner. They're like, can we have a phone to call the cops? It's like this stereotypical little like tiny town. And all these people are looking at them like, what the fuck? Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Right. And I'm like, they run in screaming, being like, help us. And then everyone's just like looking at them. It's really dumb. Like they don't even pretend to give a fuck. No. But finally, the wait, one of the waitresses is like, okay, cool. So she goes and calls the cops. And Trish is trying to, like, snap Derry out of it because he is just being, like, uh, catatonic almost. And then the payphone starts ringing. They pick up the phone and a woman asks if they've seen the cats and said that she had seen Trish and Derry with lots of cats. And Trish's like, who the fuck are you? How do you know us? What... Derry grabs the phone, is like, who is this? Um, How do you know us? Whatever. And she just, like, continues describing, like, what they look like, including a belly button tattoo that Derry has that we see several times in this movie. And she tells them that they have found its house of pain, which is what it calls the, excuse me, the church. And she says it is a hungry thing that will not stop coming. And that once it has the smell of something it likes, it just like continues to hunt them until it kills them. Basically she saw, she says that she saw the van too. And then asked them if they saw what the license plate said. And Derry said, Oh, be eating you or beating you. Damn, you gave it away. <laughs> I know. I did. I did. And he was like, beating you. And she's like, no, think about it. Think about it. Whatever. 
Um, and then she's like, hey, listen to this. She starts playing the song Jeepers Creepers. And she's like, if you hear this fucking song, you better fucking run because something, some shit's going to go down and you just better fucking run. And Derry's like, cool bye and hangs up on her. <laughs> Not cool bye. <laughs> no, he's like, fuck you, bye. <laughs> but yeah, so this... I don't know. I don't want to say it gets a little boring at this point because I don't think this movie ever has a true boring spot. But This is um, the low spot. I yeah, would agree with that. Yeah, just because it's like a lot of... They spend an abnormal amount of time at this diner. Because um, yes. this is only like part one of like the time they spend at this diner. And part two, I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I think it's a fun little twist for them to have added a random psychic bitch into Same. the movie. Um, Because you really wouldn't expect that. But I mean, you also don't expect a demon fucking devil from hell. Oh, that just reminds me. When she's on the phone, she's like, I don't know if it's a demon or a devil or what. Yes. And I'm like, okay, queen. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, Mrs. Dabney. But um, yeah. Anything else you want to say before I move on? No, I I would agree. This is definitely the low part where I'm just like, oh my God, either identify yourself or say something really good so we can be done with this phone call. Yeah, because she just kind of like comes on as just like rambling and they're like, bitch, what? But also people like them kind of piss me off because I mean, like, I'm a skeptic to a point, but that point is when someone starts saying shit about me that they shouldn't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then... So, and then it's like, oh, better believe you. But these fuckers the whole time are like, meh, you're crazy. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. I'm like, how are you going to say they're crazy? as things that she has said are going to happen are happening. Yeah. And then they're like, no, like, it's stupid. Um, but anyway, moving on. It is now nighttime. Derry's said what he saw in the little underground lair to the police. And he's starting to question if Trish believes him because she says something kind of sideways. And he's like, what are you like trying to say? I fell and hit my head and I made it all up. And she's like, no, I'm not saying that. But like, it very much sounds like she's saying that. Um, And so one of the cops comes over and is like, "Um, there's a unit on the way to the church. um, But we're kind of feeling sketchy about what you said you saw because Kenny and Darla would have been rotted bones by now because that crash happened over 20 years ago. And then Derry, um, because he's a white man in 2001, really aggressively grabs this cop and is like shaking him around. <laughs> and no, nobody's doing anything about it. Um, but he's doing that. And he's like, I felt them. They felt like petrified wood. And there's like at least 600 bodies all stitched together like a quilt. Um, and then the waitress comes over and she's like, is that y'all's car by the gas pumps? And then so they go outside and see all of the laundry that were in the backseat is like, strewn all across the parking lot all the car doors are open some shit has gone down those and the waitress also, when they're like duh 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 and it's those like were good. those yeah. were good um so the waitress is like some of our patrons say they saw a guy over here by your car sniffing all your clothes and the thing that is my favorite part about this movie is she's like he was sniffing all your clothes seemed like he was enjoying it too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was said, my favorite. Oh, he part. likes that stink. <laughs> Ew. Why would you say that? You're gross. Um, but and then there's also another kind of funny part where um they're like, which way do you go? And she yes. turns back to like all the like people looking through the window and she's like, which way do you go, Pinky? And then some dude just like looks confused as shit for about three seconds and then points in the direction. Um, I wrote so- that down too, but I heard Binky. I was going to say that, but I was like, that's going to sound stupid. I should just say pinky. Well, there you um, go. So basically, um, Derry's like, well, fuck. That means he is now after us. So that's great because he knows what we fucking smell like. Um, so he's picking up all of his clothes and he sees a handprint on the door handle. And it's quite ashy, um, says this synopsis. <laughs> um, and so Trish is looking at the print and she notices a shadow in the sky and hears wings. And she looks up, but she doesn't see anything, which is kind of like a dun-dun-dun. Um, so basically, Derry and Trish get back on the road. Um, but this time, the two cops are behind them, uh, escorting them. 
And they're both like, how the fuck was he able to get to the church and the diner so fucking fast? That is not possible. And then they're like, also, why the fuck was he sniffing our clothes? And let me tell you why, stupid siblings. The fucking psychic bitch on the phone told you. So mm-hmm. how about you listen to her? Um, <laughs> anyway, so the cops get a call from Central being like, hey, I, we, you have some fucking pyromaniacs on your hand because this whole church is fucking burning to the ground right now. Like really bad. No one's going to be able to get in here. Um, so it's kind of like a, Ooh, he set it on fire kind of thing. Um, so basically we're back in Trish Derry's car. Trish turns on the radio and she's surfing through channels and she passes a really cunty pop version of Jeepers Creepers. No, I know. I was obsessed with it. I Um, I looked it up afterward. And then Derry's like, hold up, fucking go back to that. Cause that shit, huh? And so it turns on. And he's like, bro, this is the song that that bitch said I need to be afraid of. I'm scared right now. And then Trish (laughs) is like a cynic skeptic. They start bickering. And you can see behind them that our first sight of the creeper is he is Mm -hmm. standing on top of the police's moving vehicle, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, and so while that's happening, we switch back over to the cop's car and like, they hear something on the phone, like, why did I say on the phone? They hear something on the (laughs) top of the car. And so the female cop sticks her head out and looks up and she sure as hell sees him standing up there and he yanks her out the fucking car. Um, and then, so the dude start, the dude cop starts freaking the fuck out. Um, and so then the creeper, like, oh, the scene is bashes through the, um, top of the car pulls the dude's head out and suddenly he has an axe um and so he chops the dude's head off and so then we cut back to darian trish they're still fighting because what else do they fucking do in this movie um and all of a sudden boom cop head be hit in the windshield and everyone starts going swerving the their car stops and the car behind them the cop car suspiciously stops as well and then at first i was like that wouldn't happen but don't worry let me tell you why it does um i thought the exact same thing i was like oh how convenient that it stopped that way no literally oh (laughs) and then a few seconds later it's like oh um but then they're like bitch what the fuck was that and so they get out of the car well trish gets out of the car Derry's like lingering by the car um and she's like inching towards the police car and Derry's like, bitch, if you don't get your fucking ass back in this fucking car so we can drive <laughs> away. Um, but she's like, Miss Nancy Drew and wants to see what's what's the what. And so she gets to a certain point and sees that the severed head of the cop is in front of the car while somebody else is clearly in the driver's seat. And With so Trish is like ass hair. Yeah, which <laughs> Trish is like, um, scared. And so she runs back to the car and they're watching this dude who we now know is the creeper get out of his car and he's whistling the song Jeepers Creepers. And so he picks up the dude's decapitated head is like kind of being real sensual with it and like smelling it and like being all crazy with it. And then he turns the head so that the face is facing him. And um, he like starts to what looks like make out with the head And then they're like, bitch, what the fuck is he doing? And so this is the early 2000s. So what I'm only assuming is happening in their heads is they're like, not only is this dude a fucking cannibal murderer, but he's gay too. We can't have this. Um, So then they're like, what the fuck? And then he starts to pull his head away and he is ripping this guy's tongue out of his mouth as he pulls his head away. This is why the clue for last week was tongue because (laughs) I know this scene has... A special place in Megan's heart. Um, (laughs) So they freak the fuck out. Trish can't get her car to work. And then suddenly it does work. And then the creeper throws the cop's body into the back of his van. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) He's so fucking gross. Yar. It's... Okay, anyway. So Trish is driving like a fucking maniac and Derry's like, hey, you need to slow the fuck down before you kill us. Trish is like, um, no, but whatever. (laughs) No, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever, I guess I will slow down because she does slow down. (laughs) Um, I did it again. So they're driving, they see a house and Trish is like, let's go to that house. And Derry's like, absolutely the fuck not. We're not stopping somewhere else. Trish is like, we need a fucking phone. Let's go to the house. They're walking towards it. 
there's a scarecrow in the garden. Yes. And with a cat face, did you clock that? I did not. Because this bitch loves cats, so her scarecrow is also a cat. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. It is a really old lady. Trish is like, hey, can we use your phone? And she's like, I don't have one. Why do you need a phone? And as soon as I heard this woman's voice, I knew who it was. Um, and it's Mrs. Bank from Seventh Heaven. That's the reference I said you would. Oh, <laughs> I do get that. I oh, get okay. that. Good. Um, that but also, happy. while we're on the topic of this old woman, she's the most ornery fuck she ass is. bitch I've you know ever met in my whole fucking of? life. Who? Don't Our say grandmother's name. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, I had an idea of who I thought you were going to say. I'm going to type it in the chat right now. I know who it is already. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I was like, don't you say that fucking name. We're going to get a lawsuit, maybe. No, Um, Mama. Mama? Yeah. (laughs) No, Mama would never be that dumbass. I? Because No, she wouldn't be, not the dumb part, but like the ornery part. Yeah, but if like two people were like, help, someone's dead, help us. And she'd be like, bitch, get inside the fuck. Yes, she would. Um, and then she would make them really good noodles. True, <laughs> true. And except and it wouldn't be a cat woman, it would be a dog woman. Yes, because with our a random mama, rabbit or miniature horse. Yeah, our mamaw had like nine dogs. So <laughs> And okay. miniature horses. That would sometimes come in the house. Yeah. Um, oh, little anyway. man. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So ta-da-da. she she's like, I don't want the police out here. Um, they are gonna make me get rid of some of my cats. <laughs> Priorities, bitch. Yeah. I and there are it. like 20 cats around this woman's house. And Derry's like, come the fuck on, let's go. Then the old lady's lights on her porch go off. All the cats go towards the door and start growling. And old lady's like, hey, did y'all bring anybody with you? And looks past (laughs) them. And when they turn around, instead of the scarecrow, it's... The the creeper. (laughs) Yeah. So old woman (laughs) comes out from the porch with a fucking double barrel shotgun and is like, get the fuck out of my yard. <laughs> Being a he's, bad bitch. Yes. He starts to move away. She shoots. She shoots. She hits the scarecrow and not him. And then he goes like across her roof and you hear him break into her house. This old woman walks her ass into that house And Trish and Derry are like, please don't fucking do that. And she does. (laughs) She has her gun. She she cocks it. She's ready to go. And she goes inside. The cats are growling and then making awful noises. They hear two gunshots. They see the old woman by the inside door of the of the her porch, and she starts like coming towards them. And then they see that she is dying. And that the creeper has propped her up and is like pushing her into the room. And then we see our first good look at the creeper. Nathan, I want to hear you describe him. Um, okay. Oh, hold on. You know what? I think this could actually be something really funny. So I'm going to pull up a picture of him. Okay. And I'm going to describe what I'm seeing. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so let me look at him. So he's perpetually naked, except for his, um, his little coat. Oh, he's actually wearing pants in this picture. But I made note of the fact that he was naked at the very end of this movie. Because I was like, Oh, I can see his full booty ass. I wonder if he poops. Um, so I was thinking that. But anyway, I'm gonna describe his face now. So he looks like somewhat of a reptile. Um, I know in the sequel, they kind of refer to him as a bat. So I don't know if that was the inspiration, but he's not really giving that. Um, He's got a really intense, really intense set of eyebrows that look like they are built into his head. They like go (laughs) upward onto his scalp um, rather than just being on his forehead. He got sharp teeth, crazy eyes, very furrowed brow, um, pointy nose. He got a point ass chin. (laughs) He kind of has like these like... Things on his cheeks that look like very long, saggy cheeks, but I think they're firm. Um, yeah, I think I... Oh, and also he has, like, a tuft of hair. 
at the back <laughs> of his head. And That's I did, white. I did read something like where the actor was like, "That's not. He doesn't grow hair on his body. That's hair that he took from somebody." Ew. Um, which I like to think. But I true. love. Um, also, something just flashed through my mind from the IMDb trivia section. Um, basically, originally in the Creeper costume, they had a uh, dick and balls on it. And then basically the costume designer was like, bro, like, you need to decide if you want people to fear this dude or if you want them to be staring at his junk. And so then nasty fucker who wrote and directed this movie was like okay period and um so instead they put a tuft of that hair down in his pubic region as well so people would be like oh he's a boy um not sure how that works as people with vaginas also have pubes but you know whatever um but yeah that's what he looks like so there you go yeah he's a snack not at all he's fucking gross like he's a rotten snack he this this thing does not scare me this thing grosses me the fuck out like he makes my skin crawl uh werewolves of london (laughs) Um, nothing okay the people who will know will know so they run to their car he follows them he can fly (laughs) tricks reveal (laughs) (laughs) wait i need to talk about tricks reveal because this is very important okay um basically i kind of spawned like a saying within my own friend group and it made me feel very famous but it came from this movie um because in this scene he does a whole bunch of crazy shit and while we were watching i was like oh shit tricks reveal (laughs) and so anytime anyone does anything my friends and I are like, oh, tricks reveal because they got some tricks. And so I'm going to let Megan tell you about his tricks that he does. I am. I just remembered a time where you and Mietta did that to me. And now I know. What said tricks reveal? Yes. Yeah. See, now you know. <laughs> I feel like that's like the third time this has happened where I'm like, I've heard you do that. Now I understand. <laughs> See, this podcast is not only us recapping horror movies. It's also my sister learning my lore. Yes. um, Which is very important in any sibling relationship. So they're playing this fun little game where they try to hit him with the car. And he like flies up. Well, no, he like runs up the car and then gracefully goes to the ground. And so they do that a few times. And then Trish is like, all right, fucker, I'm going to let you get real close to me. And then I'm going to roll your ass over. So he gets he gets real close to her and she floors it, hits him with her car, reverses, and she just keeps hitting him. And what's his face? Derry is like, oh, I think he's dead. And she says the best fucking line. They're never dead. True. And she was right. Yeah. Or they never are. And I was like, she knows. So they stop. And then we see the wings come out of the creeper for his final trick. Flight reveal. (laughs) And it's just one. It's try, And then it's in the other. It's trying to fly away. It cannot because it has been hit by a car many times. Trish runs him over one more time, just just for good measure. And then they start to head the fuck towards the police station. See, now this is a really good sequence because this is kind of where you see what the creeper's about. Yes. Like everything that we just talked about from like biting the tongue all the way up until this point. This is where you see oh shit, this is who he is, this is what he can do, this is what he's about. And it's fucking crazy, because if you yep. didn't already see this coming, you're probably kind of gagged. Yeah. Um, because who the fuck is ever dealing with a bitch like this? Um, <laughs> so that's why I really like this. And I do like, this is another movie that I think has elements of camp in it, which yes. I always... Horror and camp are very intertwined. And if you've never noticed it before, you're going to start noticing it now. Even the most serious horror movies have an element of camp and like the it tiniest bit so of humor happy. in them 
And this was one of those scenes because truly the scene, like when he's running up their car and doing backflips and shit. Oh yeah. It's kind of hilarious. Yes. Um, and like I said, he just glides to the ground. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's really funny, but yeah. also like scary because it's like, this is funny because of the way it looks, but the fact that he's actually doing this right now when they're trying to hit him with a car is crazy. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> it's, it's just a really good scene. Yard. Um, okay, ready to move on? Yes. Okay. So they make it to the police station. Trish is on the phone with her and Derry's mom. She's like, I want to come get you. And Trish is like, no, we don't want to wait. Um, which is like valid, I guess. But um, so Derry's looking at a board of missing people all from this town. Very heavily implied that the creeper is the reason they're all missing. Um, and he sees that one of them's a child, which is really fucking sad. Um then uh, a woman, Jez, short for Giselle, um, comes her. into the station. She's like, Trish, Trish, it's the bitch from the phone. And she's <laughs> like, she's like, I saw you in the cellar with the bodies. And like, I like, I saw you with the cats. Have you seen the cats? And Derry's like, oh shit, it's the bitch from the phone. And Jez is like, I have dreams that end up being true. And I've seen you two and I've seen all these things. And she's like, let me tell you about this fucker called the creeper. Every 23rd <laughs> spring, the creeper is allowed to eat for 23 days. And so while Jez is explaining this in a cut scene, we see the creeper's van pull up to the police station. Like, uh Oh, the fucker's here. Um, so Jazz continues. She's like, he eats things that he needs. So he eats lungs so he can breathe. He eats eyes so he can see, and he eats hearts so he can live, which is really gross. Um, but she's like, you've harmed the creeper. So he's, it's likely he's going to keep eating so that he can't be harmed anymore. Um, and one of you two clearly has something he likes, but he's not sure which one it is yet. And so he, the way he's going to find out, he's going to scare you really bad because he smells something in your fear. Um, and it, that's what tells him if there's something from that person that he wants to eat. Um, so basically, a sign of the creeper being near is all the lights go out. So the lights go out in the police station. Emergency lights come on. And Derry's like, how the fuck is this thing fucking alive? We ran over it like 90,000 times. <laughs> And Jazz is like, well, he's eaten too many hearts for his own to stop. And that's kind of a sobering line where it's like, oh, my God. Um, so one of the cops goes to where all the inmates are being held, um, trying to get a head count. And he gets to one cell where two inmates are hovered against the wall, like in fright. And so he looks over. He sees the creeper's clothes on the floor of the next cell. And um, the creeper has somebody. He's eaten like his hands. And, like, basically all the parts of him that were injured, he's eaten from this dude. Um, he tries to shoot the creeper. The creeper yagas him and overtakes him. Um, so, basically, cut back to Trish, Derry, and Jez. The cop's with them, and he's like, all right, we're moving you to a holding room. There's gunshots. Shit's going down. And Jez is like, fuck no, we're not. You're not hiding in that room because that's where the creeper finds you. Um, and then she's like... The song Jeepers Creepers, like, I have a vision of the song Jeepers Creepers playing on an old phonograph while one of you is in the dark screaming, like, in terror and pain. It's fucked up. You don't want that to happen. So then we hear over the radio, an inmate and an officer are down, and there's gunshots. And this guy on the radio is like, we cannot take this fucker down. Like, something crazy This guy's a real mover and shaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, something crazy is happening. This dude's a real mover and shaker. And then the guy like starts to say some shit. He's like, that's impossible. And he's like, well, come fucking see it then because it's what's fucking happening. Yep. Um, and so then um, all the cops start running. And then the creeper comes up behind one of the cops after like a uh, elongated scene in which they're looking a bunch of places and it's dead silent and punches a hole. This says stomach, but it was his heart. Punches a hole right through his heart, took his heart. We think obviously he's going to eat it because he needs the health. Um, they look up the stairs and don't see anything, but they hear something. So they begin shooting into the stairwell to, <laughs> in hopes that something will ricochet and get this fucker. Yeah, that the scene where the light is shining through the guy's heart hole. Yeah, crazy. Yes. Yeah. So the way that Jez was trying to take the siblings out was locked. Trish is arguing with her and Jez is basically like, I'm here so I can change the outcome, which is one of them screaming or whatever. And Derry realizes that she, she does, or she knows 
that it does know who it wants and what it wants. And she's like, I saw you run up the stairs and hide. I don't know what happens after that. And he's like, who hears Jeepers Creepers while screaming in the dark? And Jez just starts to sob and starts to look at Trish. And Derry's like, have your dreams ever been wrong? She's like, you don't understand. Trish is like, she doesn't know shit. She's still crazy. Which Stupid bitch. Stupid so bitch. So stupid. So stupid. I said, Trish is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's dumb. Um, And then the creeper comes out. And Jez is like, go upstairs. I'll fend him off. Kind of. <laughs> he like crawls over the wall all creepy ass and comes up behind Jez. He smells her in just a really gross way and apparently didn't want anything that she was serving because he was like, nah. <laughs> and he runs after Trish and Derry. And they're in one of the interrogation rooms. Trish goes up to the one-way mirror and is like looking at her eyes. And on the other side of the mirror, the creeper is watching her. And, and he licks the mirror. He licks the mirror. And I can say this. I work in a field where I am on one side of those mirrors every single day. And that kind of fucked me up. Yeah. It was not great. <laughs> um, so he smashes through the mirror. And he picks each of them up by their throats. And first he sniffs them. And then he licks Trish. And he's like, nah. And just throws her. Then he licks Derry. And magic happens. And the cops break in. They are shooting their way out of the mirrors and he has Derry in a headlock. Trish runs up. She's like, take me. You want me, not him. Like, I got what you're looking for. And the creeper is like, nah, girl, I really want that <laughs> belly button tattoo, actually. <laughs> and he flies out the window with Derry. The next day, the parents show up. And they're like, what the fuck happened? And Jez is walking out. Trish follows her and is like, what do you mean when you say Derry's screaming in the dark? What else did you see? And Jez is like, I'm just a crazy old woman with crazy dreams and is like still talking. And Trish just walks out of the police station. Yes. And then you think it might be over when suddenly... Um, it flashes to an old factory and it's kind of giving us a walkthrough of this old factory and you can hear Derry screaming and crying while this song is playing. Um, and it's playing over an old phonograph. It's just like Jez's vision. And so we finally make it into the room where they both are and the creeper seems to be sewing something together. And then it is revealed by the camera that Derry's body is strung up and his eyes and the entire back section of his head have been removed. He is dead now. Um, and the creeper is using them as his own. And then it's a really fucking cool shot where it's like the creeper stands behind Derry's eye hole. So his eye is like in Derry's eye, if you know yes. what I mean. Really crazy. And then it ends. And then the song Jeepers Creepers starts playing. And then after that, a song that's like, children, have you seen the boogeyman? Yes. You probably haven't because you're good. Like, <laughs> that weird. song's fucking creepy. <laughs> I didn't think it was creepy. I thought it was foolish. Like, it, it sounded goofy as hell. But yeah, that is Jeepers Creepers. Can I tell you what my last note was? Yeah. It's the peepers. <laughs> Not the peepers. Um, That's his eyes. Well, yeah, I know, girl. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's do some talking now that we're done. Yeah. Um, so, what was your favorite death in this movie? Oh, I really hadn't even thought about this. So, deaths that we have. 
the two or the one guy who dies in the tunnel. That doesn't, that should barely even count. I can tell you it mine. Doesn't. You think of yours. I'll, I'll okay, tell you mine. Okay, go. Mine, even though it's more of a post-death thing that Old makes lady. me like it, is no. It's, um, I'm a big fan of the tongue scene where he rips the dude's oh, head yeah. off and You're, then bites yeah. his tongue and pulls it on out. Um, I'm a big fan of that just because I think it's very iconic. So I would say that one is my fave. That one's probably mine too. Great. Yeah, I agree. Um, um any tropes that you identified? I have an anti-trope. I don't think it's super often that you see a brother-sister duo. No. Um, and I but, love it. Even though we've talked about two on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because now it's... Because the other movie that we watched that was like the two main people fighting the bad guy were was House of Wax with Chad Michael Murray and the, Alicia Cuthbert, I think her name is. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, it's just, it's very refreshing to see a um, brother-sister duo. And unlike House of Wax, these two didn't have any sexual tension. Yes. Which made it, like, very real brother-sister. Yes. I but agree. But some actual tropes. Um, the Oracle psychic old woman, that's back from the days of, like, that one, like, the Odyssey, I think it is. Or what's that story with the Oracle? I don't know. I don't the know. Matrix is based on it. But um, that shows up in stories like everywhere, like a psychic old woman um, and then like a cranky old lady. um, Very stereotypical, very stereotypical Southern people, you know, things like that. So I don't necessarily know this is a trope, but um, all the religion stuff that was in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of it. Makes sense because they're talking about how he's like a demon or a devil or something. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's really all I got on trips, though. I wasn't really thinking about it. All right. What would you rate Jeepers Creepers? Five out of five, purely oh, for nostalgia. And okay. because it's a horror movie that I still just genuinely like and will actually stop scrolling to watch. Like, I scroll anymore, but still. Nice. Yeah. I would say 4.5. Um, 4.5 mainly because of nostalgia, as well as the fact that I think... It still holds up really well. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do a rapid fire notes roulette because we're we're already gone over an hour. So, um, all, right. all right. I did not like how in the very beginning six A forever was supposed to mean sexy forever. It should have been six oh, E. Justin Long, so hot. Um, really? I think so. Okay. I have a thing for normal looking dudes. Okay. Um, I find it hilarious that this creature is just driving a truck on the road. Um, All the commotion with the cars and this bitch Trish doesn't have her seatbelt on. Um, I have like nine different things about how stupid Derry is. Um, Imagine you get your first role in a movie and it's guy in body bag who dies before he can speak. Oh yeah. Um, Loving the cunty pop version of Jeepers Creepers. All caps, tongue. Um, all caps, also tricks had reveal. All, cap. all caps, tricks reveal. Police bullying Mrs. Dabney, a cab. Um, all poor prisoner getting eaten. Um, his face bloomed like a beautiful flower. Um, and then imagine seeing your sibling get flown away by Jeepers Creepers. Like, what the fuck do you tell your mom? What the fuck do you tell your mom? Those True. are my notes. True. All right. Mine. Let's see. So much Jesus on the radio. Portable phone. Did he just tie the bumper with his underwear? He did. <laughs> Bodies on the ceiling, bro. Brat. Binky. Well, Binky. maybe don't put your name on your underwear. True. There's the song. Kind of a bop cover, though. And there he is. <laughs> um, also, tongue in all caps. LOL, it's that lady, Mrs. Big from Seventh Heaven. That's not my scarecrow. Uh, drunk creeper, because of the way he was walking. Gollum ass bitch. <laughs> Fuck the police, I'm going with the psychic. This guy's a real mover and shaker. You don't smell good, Giselle. <laughs> and while you thought his face was blooming i said yellow spotted lizard vibes oh true true (laughs) yeah 
Alrighty. Well, this has been another great episode of You're Gonna Die, Bitch. Um, we have some fun things coming up for you in the next few weeks. We just talked a lot today about what the plan is. So um, next week, plan. we're going to we're gonna continue the Jeepers Creepers um, of it all. We're going to watch Jeepers Creepers 2, our first little series that we're doing. I'm going to make the executive decision and say we're not watching Jeepers Creepers 3 because all you Preach. ever hear about is how fucking terrible it is. Um, so we're not going to watch that, but we're going to watch Jeepers Creepers 2 next week. And then after that, do we want to tell them what movie series we're going to start on or do we want to make it a surprise? I want to make it a surprise. Yeah, let's wait until next week. Yeah. Um, but after next week's episode, you're going to start getting to see some guests, which Yay! is very, very exciting. I've been waiting for this. I've been so excited to have people guest. Um, it's going to be good. We've got some good ones lined up for our first few. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you without telling you after Jeepers Creepers, we're going to do the first three movies in a, um, pretty popular horror franchise. Um, and there's going to be a guest for each of those three movies. So we're very excited. We hope you're very excited. It's gonna be great. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. And that's all we got for you. Yeah, don't die, bitch. Don't die, bitch.